Greetings, Cornerstone Church family. And thank you for joining us for worship on this day. So, it has been 130 days since the governor of Massachusetts declared a state of emergency because of the coronavirus. It's been 55 days since George Floyd was murdered by police in Minneapolis and revealing a pandemic that is actually far, far, far worse than COVID-19. Surging numbers of people infected with the coronavirus and dying from it worldwide. The politicizing of wearing masks, the economic upheaval, ongoing police brutality, cruel immigration policies, increasing numbers of incidents of domestic violence, rising suicides. And that's just outside of us. And then there's what's going on inside of us. And sometimes it feels less significant, but it matters. I miss my friends and my family. There is a toll to the social isolation. And it's dawning on us more and more that we are in a prolonged season of shaking in our world, in our culture, in our work and in our school, in our church, in our families and friendships, and in our lives. It's dawning on us that we are in a prolonged season of shaking. And most of us have never been in a situation or a season like this before. So we lack the emotional and psychological and relational and spiritual tools and practices to know how to live in a season like this. So it's no surprise that over these last three or four weeks, so many of us have realized and experienced a new wave of weariness that saps energy out of our souls. So as I thought about the message today, I prayed and said, Lord, would you give us a word from you that sustains the weary? What do we do in prolonged seasons of shaking like this? How do we, as followers of God and as followers of Jesus, how do we live? Amazingly, in the short book of Haggai, in Haggai chapter 2, an Old Testament prophet from 2,500 years ago, we can learn lessons. We can hear a word from the Lord to sustain the weary. We can learn lessons for how to live in a season like this. So I've titled this sermon, What to Do in a Time of Great Shaking, Lessons from Haggai Chapter 2. And to let you know where I'm going, let me give you the four points, and then I will show you where I see them in, um, in the book of Haggai. First lesson, in times of great shaking, the first word to sustain the weary, is 
strain to hear God's voice. Number two, pay more attention to your sin. Number three, know that you are anointed and chosen by God to change the world. And then the fourth word to sustain the weary from Haggai chapter two is allow the shaking to strip away anything in our lives that obscures our vision of God. So those are the four lessons from Haggai 2. Let me show you um, where I found them as we walk through this chapter. Last week we explored Haggai chapter 1 and his first sermon that was preached on August 29th in the year 520, where God challenged his people to stop just devoting themselves to their own version of whatever their paneled houses was, and to start devoting themselves to the things of God. And then through the prophet Haggai, the people heard the word from the Lord, and they willingly responded and obediently responded and decided that they would rebuild the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And so just three weeks after um, Haggai's sermon in chapter 1, they had enough organization, they had enough materials, they started clearing the site of the temple to rebuild it. Three weeks after that, after they had started and devoted themselves to rebuild the house of the Lord, just merely three weeks after that, the size of the task was dawning on them. And they were getting weary. But they weren't just weary from three weeks of clearing the rubble. Remember, they had been under the divine law of diminishing returns. They had been in a season of prolonged season of shaking for nearly two decades. So it's no surprise that they were weary just three weeks into the project. And so Haggai's second message of his book, the first message in Haggai 2, is addressing the people of God in their weariness. And Haggai 2 verses 1 through 9 teaches us in times of shaking to strain to hear the voice of God. Before I read the verses, it's good for you to know the significance of the day that um, Haggai preached this sermon in Haggai 2, 1 through 9. It is October 17th in our calendar. In the Jewish calendar, it was the 21st day of the seventh month. Every informed Jew would know what that day was, because that day was as significant to the Jews as maybe a, an Independence Day, a July 4th, or whatever is the Independence Day in your country, that 21st day of the seventh month was that significant for the Jews, and still is today. So on the 15th day of the seventh month, it's the month of Tishri, on the 15th day, the Jews began a week-long camping trip called the Feast of Tabernacles. And what they would do is they would leave, move outside of their houses into their backyards or up on the roofs of their houses, and they would live in tents and lean-tos for seven weeks. The Feast of Tabernacles was a reminder to them of how they lived when God graciously brought them out of slavery from Egypt. And so every year they would have a week-long camping trip. The 21st day of the month was the final day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and this was the greatest celebration. It was the equivalent of their Independence Day. And this is the day that Haggai is preaching in Haggai 2, verses 1 through 9. 
significantly the 21st day of the seventh month, the last and final day of the Feast of Tabernacles. 500 years before Haggai, it was on this exact same day of the Jewish year that King Solomon dedicated the first temple in Jerusalem. It was an incredibly significant day for the people of God. And on that day, there was, was celebration and there was just, just, just glorying in the fact that the people of God could meet with God in the temple that Solomon built for God's glory. But now, 500 years after that, Haggai is preaching on the same day of the Jewish year, and, and he's preaching in the midst of all of the rubble and the destroyed temple that Babylon had destroyed nearly 70 years ago. And Haggai comes to the people who were weary with a word from the Lord. Here's what we read in Haggai 2. Then on October 17th, the final day of the Feast of Tabernacles, the Lord sent another message through the prophet Haggai. Say this to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of God's people there in the land. Does anyone remember this house, God says? Does anyone remember this house, this temple, in its former splendor? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. That was the depressing reality in Haggai's day in 520 BC. The present seemed like nothing compared to the glory of the past after nearly two decades of prolonged shaking and recession and diminishing returns in every area of their lives the people of God were weary and didn't know when it was all going to end but then God spoke and it changes everything when we hear the voice of God. Whenever we're in times of weariness, in times of great shaking, the first thing to do is to strain to hear the voice of God. The first thing to do is to strain to hear the voice of God, because when we hear the voice of God, it changes everything. And if we don't hear the voice of God, all of the other voices in the culture, in the news cycles, in the op-ed pieces, all of the other voices in the culture start to shape us. And then all of the voices in our head start to shape us. The first thing to do when we are weary in a season of shaking is to strain to hear the voice of God. So listen to the voice of God in the next few verses of Haggai chapter 2. But now the Lord says... Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Be strong, all you people still left in the land. And now, get to work. For I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised you when I came, when I brought you out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. 
For this is what the Lord of heaven's army says, In just a little while I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the treasures of all nations will come, will be brought to this temple. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And in this place, I will be bring peace. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. The first thing to do when we are weary in a season of shaking is to strain to hear the voice of God because that changes everything. Listen to the tones of the voice of God when God speaks in Haggai chapter 2. The first thing God says is be strong. Three times, be strong, be strong, be strong. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this feels like a debilitating time. It's easy to fall apart and to feel inadequate for these times. But God's voice says to us, be strong. The power of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you. We can be strong in the mighty power of the Lord. First, our Second Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Hear the voice of the Lord calling us to be strong. Secondly, God says, get to work. The chaos of 2020, in the chaos of this year, the mission of God has not ceased. It is not less needed. So in times of shaking, it's not a time to become passive and to wait around to see what's going to happen. God says, get to work, because the mission of God in times of shaking is usually even more important than in ordinary days in our lives. Then in verses four and five, God says, I am with you, my spirit remains among us. God is here with us in the shaking of 2020. God the Father, when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Jesus will be with us to the very end of the age, and the indwelling Holy Spirit will continue to reveal all that Jesus has taught, to show us when things are wrong, to give us his divine spiritual gifts so that we can make a difference in the world. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is still with us, especially as we need him in 2020. In verse 5, God says, do not be afraid, a common refrain from God's voice. And then in verses six through nine, God says essentially, there is a greater glory coming, which is always true for the followers of Jesus. As we persevere with Jesus through whatever life may bring, there is the promise always of a greater glory coming. So 2 Corinthians 3.18, promises that we are to grow from glory to glory to glory. So in times of, of helplessness and lack of control, in times of, of struggling and great shaking and weariness, let's remember 
that God offers always for us who persevere with Jesus, that there is a greater glory coming. Do you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to us, Cornerstone? Doesn't matter how tough it gets. If we persevere, God can use the things of 2020 to make us better and to advance his purposes in the world. So you want to know how God fulfilled um, his promise to in Haggai's day to bring greater glory to that, that modest temple they were rebuilding? Well, it was almost 500 years after Haggai. The temple was dedicated by Solomon 500 years before. We come to Haggai in 520 BC. 500 years later, Jesus, full of grace and glory. Jesus, the exact representation of God's glory. Jesus stood in that temple that the people in Haggai's day were rebuilding. God brought greater glory to that temple than they could have ever imagined. We sometimes can't tell what God is trying to do through us. We may not know, even in this lifetime, but God always fulfills his promises to bring greater glory. So guess what day of the, the Jewish year Jesus stood in that temple preaching? Yes, it was the 21st day of the seventh month, the final day of the Feast of Tabernacles, that we read of Jesus in the temple, John chapter 7, on the last and greatest day of the feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood up in the temple and said, If anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in times of great shaking, in times when we are weary and uncertain, strain to hear first, strain to hear the voice of God. And you will hear the tones of God saying, be strong, get back to the work. I am with you. Do not be afraid. And there is a greater glory come. The second lesson that I found in Haggai chapter 2 is in verses 10 to 19. And they teach us to pay more careful attention to our sin, to pay careful attention to our sin. I see it in, in um, starting in verse 10 in Haggai 2, where we read, On December 18th of the second year of King Darius's reign, the Lord sent this message to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Ask the priest this question about the law. And there's the question that Haggai asked the priest. If one of you is carrying some meat from a holy offering in his robes, and his robe happens to brush against some bread or stew or wine or olive oil or any kind of food, will it also become holy? So the question that Haggai is asking the priest is, is holiness contagious? If something's holy and something touches what's holy, does that second thing become holy? And the priest said, no, of course not. And then Haggai asked, if someone becomes ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person, a little gross, but the question, if someone becomes ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person and then touches any of these foods, will the food be defiled? So the contrasting question is, is it's, it is kind of gross. 
if someone touches a dead body, doesn't wash their hands and touches our food, is that food defiled? And the priest said, yes, of course it is defiled. Then Haggai responded, that is how it is with this people and this nation, says the Lord. Everything they do and everything they offer is defiled by their sin. Brothers and sisters, everything we do and everything we offer is always defiled by our sins. Our sins are a serious thing to God. And our sins place us under the divine law of diminishing returns. Now, we should always pay careful attention to our sins. We should always confess them and repent. But especially in times of great shaking, especially in times when the world is going crazy, in those times when we are as uncertain as we are, those are especially times for us to be very, very careful to keep short accounts with God. Because on top of whatever else is going on in the world, we can't risk God's displeasure with our lives. So, in times of great shaking, the second word of the Lord to sustain the weary is to pay more careful attention to our sins. And the promise of God is that if we will confess our sins, he will forgive us and he will bless us. And so he says that in Haggai chapter 2 and verse 19. He says, actually he says before that, he says, um, pay careful attention to your ways. We've heard that phrase before. Pay careful attention to your ways. He says, remember what it was like before you confessed your sins? And then he says, from the day that you will confess your sins and turn away from that. Write that down in your journal and write down the date because from that day forward, you will see that I will bless you. And that is Haggai 2, 19. From this day onward, says the Lord, I will bless you. So, what sins are you harboring in your life? If you ever needed God's favor, it's in a season of shaking like this. Will you write down your sins? Ask for forgiveness and ask for the strength of the Lord and ask for spiritual practices that will give you victory over those sins so that from this day forward, God can bless you. Well, the third word to sustain the weary that I found in Haggai chapter 2 is in verses 20 to 23. And the word from the Lord, I believe, is know in times of great shaking, Know that you are chosen to change the world. Know that you are chosen to change the world. Even in the weariness, even in the uncertainty, Christian, know that you are chosen to change the world. Here are the verses in Haggai chapter 2. On that same day, December 18th, it seems like later in the day, the, the Lord sent the second message to Haggai. Tell Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, that I am about to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and destroy the power of foreign nations. I will overturn their chariots and riders. The horses will fall and their riders will kill each other. So another time of God saying, I will bring about a great shaking. But when this happens, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will honor you, Zerubbabel, 
son of Shealtiel, my servant. I will make you like a signet ring on my finger, says the Lord, for I have chosen you. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. We've not talked a lot about Zerubbabel in the last couple weeks, even though he shows up constantly in the book of Haggai. He also shows up a lot in the book of Zechariah. But Zerubbabel was a very, very respected leader among the Jewish people. And through history, he's known as the initiator and the one who accomplished the rebuilding of the temple. Zerubbabel is, um, was of royal lineage, and he was the appointed governor over Judah. Zechariah and Haggai were preaching the messages to motivate the people to rebuild the temple, but it was really, it was really Zerubbabel who had the authority and the power to make sure that it got done. And something that you need to know is Zerubbabel was of the line of David. And Zerubbabel's name is mentioned in the genealogies of Jesus, both in Matthew and in Luke. God used Zerubbabel to bring Jesus into our world. The point I see in these verses is in times of shaking, in our times of weariness, we too, like Zerubbabel, have been chosen by God and given the authority of God to change the world. In these seasons in our lives, we are not victims. We are empowered and authorized to change the world just as was Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was of royal lineage. So too are we. Second Peter 2 9, 1 Peter 2.9 says, We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that we may declare the glories of him who called us out of darkness into his glorious light. Followers of Jesus, we are chosen. We are a royal priesthood, chosen and sent by God into the world, especially in times of upheaval. We are sent by God into the world to change the world. And so Jesus tells us as well. In John 15, Jesus says, You didn't chose, choose me. I chose you to produce fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and fruit that will last. You have been chosen for such a time as this to make a difference in this world. You have been chosen to bring Jesus into your life and your workplace and your school and to your family in 2020. So would you get reacquainted with your holy calling from God? Your unique holy calling, what God has prepared in advance for you to do? Would you go back and remember what that is and find new ways to do that right now in your life? Because you and I are called like Zerubbabel to make a way for Jesus to come into our world. Well, there's one more lesson from Haggai chapter 2 to sustain us in our weariness in times of prolonged shaking in our world and in our lives. But interesting, this lesson from Haggai chapter 2 is not found in the book of Haggai. It's actually in the book of Hebrews 
in the New Testament. And the lesson from Haggai, this fourth lesson that I see, is in our times of weariness, in times of great shaking, allow the shaking to strip away anything in your life that obscures your vision of God. Fourth lesson to sustain the weary in times of shaking. Allow the shaking to strip away anything in your life, anything in your life that obscures your vision of God. Three times in Haggai, God says, I will shake the heavens and the earth. And God does that from time to time. It is not uncommon for God to shake the heavens and the earth. So, for instance, when he gave the Ten Commandments, God spoke and it shook Mount Sinai. The Greek word that translates the Hebrew word for shaking is used in Matthew when Matthew 27, at the death of Jesus. After Jesus died, we're told the earth shook and the rocks split. It is not uncommon for God to shake the heavens and the earth for his purposes when he wants to change something very significant. So Haggai chapter 2 is quoted in Hebrews 12, verses 26 and 27. At that time, the writer of Hebrews says, at that time, quoting Haggai 2, God's voice shook the earth. But now, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens, God promises. And the writer of Hebrews continues, the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. In times when God shakes the heavens and the earth, in times when God shakes our world and our lives, what is temporal and fleeting can be shaken out of our lives so that after the temporal and fleeting is shaken out, what remains is eternal. I believe that 2020 is designed to shake out of our lives and out of the church what is fleeting and perishing. I believe that 2020 is uniquely designed by God to prune the idols out of our lives and out of our church. Because we've accumulated too many things, too many fleeting things that are obscuring our vision of God. We simply have too many idols that are absorbing our energy and blocking our ability to see the glory of God. In times of God's shaking, if we will cooperate with God, he will remove from our eyes the scales that are blocking us. He will remove the scales from our souls and the scales in our church so that we will see him clearly in his splendor and in his glory and in his holiness. And when we who love God see his splendor and his glory and his power, the writer of Hebrews says this in the very next verse, Hebrews 12, 29. Therefore, because God has shaken and has shaken away what is temporal and fleeting, and we now see what is eternal, the writer of Hebrews says, therefore, 
since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So the fourth lesson that I found from Haggai chapter 2 in the New Testament in Hebrews 12 is that if we will cooperate with God in this season of shaking, he will shake away what is obscuring our vision. And when we see God more clearly, we will worship him with, with more glory. Our God is a consuming fire. He will refine and purify us in 2020 if we will cooperate with him and will know that we're doing it because our worship will be renewed with great awe and great glory and great splendor and a greater fear of the Lord. So, 2020, as a prolonged season of great shaking in our lives, can become a glorious season of great refining. Even in our weariness, God is at work. So do you need to be sustained during this season of shaking? Heed the lessons from Haggai chapter 2. One, strain first to hear the voice of God, because the voice of God will change everything. It will reorient us. Two, pay even more attention to your sin, because we can't risk God's displeasure when we're in times of uncertainty like this. Our sin defiles everything. Number three, know that you are anointed and chosen. You are a signet ring of God to change the world in Jesus' name. And number four, let's allow the shaking to shake away what is temporal and what whatever idols are in our lives that are blocking our ability to see God so that we worship him with renewed awe and reverence. Who knew that a prophet from 2,500 years ago, speaking to his weary people, could have so much to say to us in our weariness in 2020. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.